Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I am so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Hey, 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 I'm back. And today we are discussing the start of my SIRS protocol. I had the initial virtual appointment with the SIRS health coach, and I am excited to tell you all about it. But first, this is technically my 50th full episode of this podcast. Yay. I didn't think I'd get to 50 episodes. I didn't know what this podcast would be. And because of all of you, you have been amazingly supportive, great listeners, you write to me, you give me the best advice, which then in turn I give the listeners. I have learned so much from you. I think out of everything, out of all the research, that is where I have really learned and grown and everything from you guys. So thank you so much. And hopefully we will have another 50 more. I don't see why not. I think we just keep going and going. And I love that we're building this community together. So we, I say we, like you and me, (laughs) have been in a lag for ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. So please keep giving me those five-star ratings and reviews. This podcast is only four ratings away from the Apple Podcasts Little Black Legitimacy Star. So please help me out. It helps so much, you guys, because what happens is, is someone looks up ulcerative colitis or autoimmune disease or inflammatory bowel disease or or SIRS or whatever, and they come up upon this podcast and then they see it has all these five-star reviews and that just makes them want to listen like it did to you, I'm sure, for you as well. Also, please follow this podcast because it's great for the algorithm. I am recovering from eye surgery and COVID, double whammy, you guys. I started to feel sick a while ago. It was shortly after eye surgery and I tested and it came up negative for COVID. So I said to myself, okay, this is probably just a really bad cold. Then I lost my senses of taste and smell. I tested again and I tested positive. So this is the second time in my life I've had COVID. I had it when no one had it in October, 2019, which I know sounds weird and crazy because you're like, wait, that didn't even happen until 2020. I had taken a trip to Morocco, come home, was so sick. I could not do my job for six weeks, had to take six weeks off my job. I felt like an elephant was stepping on my chest. I finally went to the doctor who I said, okay, they're definitely going to say it's pneumonia or bronchitis. And they said, it's not pneumonia. It's not bronchitis. We don't know what it is. It's some mystery illness, but we're going to give you a boatload of, you know, whatever they gave me for uh, steroids or whatever, you know, the whole thing. And I was able to recover and get better. But yeah, I had COVID then and I did not have a good time with it. It took me a long time to get over. And I think that's because I have an autoimmune disease. And then I got it just a little while ago. So yeah. So if you hear that in my voice, I'm still recovering. And this whole loss of taste and smell is wild and it sucks. And I hope it doesn't happen to anyone. I'm probably at this point have 30% of my smell and taste back, but I can't really taste anything. It sucks to eat food. I got flowers. I couldn't smell them. It's, 
And then in my sinus area, I feel like if you think of a mask of a raccoon, that's how I feel like in that mask, I feel like my sinuses are still messed up, but I feel fine. But the sinus part isn't great. And the throat part isn't great. But other than that, I feel much better. The eye surgery went very well on the first eye, I'm happy to report. But I have to say, I was expecting three days of being down and then back to podcasting and back to my book and back to this. It wasn't like that. It's still not like that. When they say it takes six weeks to recover from eye surgery, they're not kidding because it takes that long for the lens to adjust to the eye. And then people are telling me who've had this surgery or something similar to it, that it takes months for their eye to get back to normal or however you want to say it. And I'm adjusting to a whole brand new lens. So it's crazy. And then I have my second surgery in, I think in a month. What's today's date? Yeah. In in around a month, I have my second surgery for my second eye. So it's just going to be a lot of hopefully downtime this summer and just recovering from things. Before I forget, I will be taking a break from Instagram, most likely for the summer and perhaps beyond. We shall see. If you would like to contact me, email me. It's the best way to get a hold of me. I try to respond within, I always say 24 hours, but it's been more of a lag time lately because of this eye surgery and because I was sick and I'm starting to get into July. We all are, obviously. And July is going to be a really busy month. So definitely, I'm going to try to reply in two days, maybe three days. I'll definitely get back to you. But you can email me at freespiritpodcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com. Before we get into this episode, I will have future episodes on my ozone therapy experiences and tips, owning a cow farm and humanely raising beef. And I'll hopefully get my husband on to discuss what it's like to have a partner with UC and so much more. If you have not listened to the SIRS episodes, I highly recommend doing so. With SIRS or chronic inflammatory response syndrome, people like me have a gene where we cannot drain toxins from the body like a regular person. 25% or more of the population have this gene. A one-time biotoxin exposure, such as mold or a tick or spider bite or eating raw fish, I know that sucks, sushi, (laughs) can activate the gene. With SIRS, many of the symptoms mimic UC. When we had Dr. Pegg, the SIRS doctor, discuss SIRS, obviously, on episode 43, she had said that people with SIRS symptoms can also have UC, meaning they're two separate things. From everything I've researched, I truly believe the SIRS gene leaves us susceptible to UC. And that is where the biotoxins settle in our bodies. Researchers are now thinking that this SIRS gene may cause almost all autoimmune disease. And depending on where the toxins settle is what autoimmune disease you have. So for example, with UC, the toxins settle in the colon. For Crohn's, the digestive tract. For Hashimoto's, the thyroid. For multiple sclerosis, the nervous system, and so on. After gaining this knowledge about SIRS, I strongly feel that I have almost all the symptoms of SIRS. So I enlisted with Dr. Pegg. I signed up for an initial consultation with her. And again, she's from episode 43. If you have not listened to that episode, you absolutely should. She is now booking new patients five months ahead of time. 
but she has this really smart and cool system. It's called the Fast Start Option. Once a patient has booked the initial consultation with Dr. Pegg, then they can contact our SERS coach, Ruth, this is from Regenix Healing, to perform a virtual consult for 30 minutes for 50 US dollars. Ruth then sends Dr. Pegg the necessary information that enables Dr. Pegg to generate lab orders for the SERS panel. That way the patient has the initial lab testing that will help Dr. Pegg come up with a treatment plan at the initial consultation. And why I really like this is because you're not left there hanging, right? You're not, oh my God, great, I got an appointment, but it's now five months away and I'm left hanging for five months. You can start on the SERS protocol pretty much immediately if you do this fast track option, which I highly recommend. So I was able to book the virtual consult with the SERS coach, Ruth, right away. And I mean right away, either it was that same week or the week after. And even though, yes, you have to wait five months to see Dr. Pegg, you just get the ball rolling and it's just so much better mentally. So I really appreciate that they have that option. From a financial perspective, the initial consult with Dr. Pegg is 480 US dollars. And keep in mind, I'm quoting these prices in June 2023. Prices never go down. We all know that. So if you hear this in the year 2024 or 25, then it's probably gone up. <laughs> and when you book the consult, you have to pay a non-refundable deposit of $150. Then if you do the Fast Start program with SERS coach Ruth, who is actually Dr. Pegg's daughter, which is actually very cool because she knows a lot about SERS and it's in the family and I appreciated that as well. Then you pay $50 a session for Ruth. Plus then you have the protocol binder, which we will get into. I'll get into that later. And the lab testing. And the lab testing is the X factor financially, at least for me. I have no idea if my insurance will cover any of it. Therefore, I plan on budgeting 1000 to 1500 US dollars for the consults, the protocol binder, the lab testing, the gas money, plus possible hotel to and from New Hampshire. Dr. Pegg works virtually, but I want to meet her in person. And she's only three hours and 15 minutes away. And I'm dropping off my Australian friend near her office, so I figure why not meet her in person for the initial visit. Shelly Apodaca K from episode 41, highly recommended Dr. Pegg. And again, if you have not listened to that episode, you have to. That has been an extremely well-received episode. I booked the initial appointment with Dr. Pegg, which will be happening later this summer, I filled out a major 18-page intake form where I described my symptoms. I then met with Ruth, again, the SERS coach, and I found her extremely kind and knowledgeable. I had emailed her the intake form, and she said that I seem to have the major symptoms of SERS, especially with the shocks I feel in the back of my head when I'm exposed to a biotoxin, especially mold. She said that's the classic SERS symptom. So for those of you who haven't heard the episodes, what I mean is there is this place that I like to shop in my town. And when I go into the dressing room, I'll feel shocks in the back of my head. So I am almost positive they have mold in that dressing room and they have some sort of water leakage. 
So that's what I mean by the shocks. Ruth and I discuss my initial mold exposure, which I know happened while living with my mom and dad growing up in their house. And then Ruth told me that she would send my info to Dr. Pegg and then order the SIRS lab tests. Sometimes that includes a brain scan to receive the baseline of the brain, but I'm not sure if that will be ordered or not. If it is, I'll do it. We shall see. Ruth said it will take a couple weeks to get the labs ordered, so I'm still waiting on those. The good news for Americans is the testing is done at LabCorp and Quest Diagnostics, which are the two most popular lab testing facilities in the United States. For example, I have both a LabCorp and a Quest Diagnostics in my town. Beware, uh, I had heard possibly from Shelly, but I asked Ruth about it and she confirmed that there's a lot of blood when you do the testing. So I may split up the testing and do LabCorp on one day and Quest on another. And that's another thing she said is you have to use both labs. Then Ruth discussed the biotoxin binder with me. I feel uncomfortable giving the names of the binders only because if you decide to order this on your own and detox too quickly, you will be in big, huge trouble. Detoxing too fast can kill you. Literally, we've talked about this many times. When you release all those toxins from the body and you do it in one foul swoop, you can really screw yourself. And then you're in a dire situation where you are now in the emergency room and you can't get out of this disease state for months. So we don't want that. (laughs) So I'm not going to mention the name of the biotoxin binder because I think that everyone should be supervised when they're doing this and you'll hear why. So the most popular biotoxin binder she recommends is specifically used in SIRS and biotoxin illnesses. It contains dietary supplements, including okra and beet juice extract. Okra helps remove inflammatory cytokines, there's those cytokines again, and compounds that are produced in SIRS. Beetroot juice extract helps with nitric oxide production and liver detoxification, which is very interesting because I use a liver detoxifier from Jessica Johnson. I think she was episode 45 from a natural doctor and it works really well, but I never have been able to fully detox my liver. So I'm curious if this will do it. I've started using the binder for the past week. I had to wait until I had the clearance to do whatever I wanted after eye surgery, hence why the delay. Ruth instructed me that It could cause side effects such as constipation and more if I go too hard and too fast. Therefore, she has me taking a tiny amount of this binder in water. I mean tiny, maybe one sixteenth of a teaspoon once a day. I cannot take any of my eye drop prescriptions and you can't take any prescriptions or herbs within one to two hours of taking the binder. Otherwise, the binder will attach to it and it's like you took nothing. It'll just flush it out of your system. 20 minutes after taking the binder, I eat a small amount of healthy fat because this helps the binder flush the toxins. So far, I haven't noticed a difference in how I feel. I still have edema when I sit for too long and acid reflux sometimes. I found out that this never-ending acid reflux is actually a major symptom of SIRS. So that's another question that's been answered as well. So you may be thinking, why can't I use a binder like activated charcoal or bentonite clay 
as Ruth explained, they are the wrong charge for eliminating biotoxin illness. The mold toxicity stays in our cells and our DNA, and it's hard to clear out. She also said that the body does not recognize the leftover mold biotoxins, so it does not detox them. In other words, the biotoxins sit in the body until the right binder is used. I found that so fascinating. She said with many patients, the natural binder is enough to clear out the toxins, but if not, then we're going to move on to a pharmaceutical that's actually used for lowering cholesterol, but is not a statin. I've always had an issue with high HDL, which is supposedly the good cholesterol, but it's always been high. My cholesterol is always over 200. I always tell people that when I was 17, cross-country runner, best shape of my life, my cholesterol was sky high and no one could figure it out. I was not eating that badly at all. I remember eating a lot of salads and everything. Of course, I was a kid. I was eating French fries and stuff, but I was burning it all off. So I don't know. The more I research, I also don't believe in the Western medicine belief around cholesterol, meaning that if you're over a certain amount, let's say 200, then that's bad and you're going to have a heart attack. I don't necessarily believe that. I more believe in the Ayurvedic belief of cholesterol where the reason we started to put people on statins and everything in the US is because they gave this 200 number so that the pharmaceutical companies could make a lot of money when the actual number is more like 400. If your cholesterol is above 400, then we have problems. But anything less than that, they say is okay. Again, check with your doctor on that one because some people really disagree with that. But I don't know. That's my belief. Ruth also said that some patients are on the binders or pharmaceuticals for years while others only a short time. I believe in the Ayurvedic principle of only being on an herb, pharmaceutical, etc. for three months if possible. I believe in the Dr. Don Duyard method of get on, get better, get off. So hopefully that will happen with me, but you never know. I'm curious to see if the protocol helps with my sugar cravings and, of course, the edema and acid reflux. That would be nice. Ruth said that SIRS affects hormones, hence the sugar cravings, possibly. I've read many times, too, that mold loves sugar. With the lab testing, we should hopefully be able to find out exactly what my biotoxin exposure was. I'm assuming it's mold especially because I receive a reaction every time I go to my dad's house. I have the shocks in my head. I don't feel right. I feel sick. But it could be a tick or spider bite or a bad piece of sushi I ate. Of course, I'll keep you updated on all of it. So to review, I'm at the very start of the SIRS protocol. I'm only using the binder and increasing it as directed by Ruth. Before ending this episode, I'd like to quickly add a fast, cheap, and easy way to determine if you possibly have SIRS. You can do a vision test on survivingmold.com. It is called a visual contrast sensitivity test or VCS test. You register and it's very simple. It's not like, what street did I live on when I was eight years old? It's just very simple. I think I just did email password type of thing. You buy the test for 15 US dollars, which is so cheap. You take the test online and you test one eye at a time and then you receive the results instantly. 
if you fail the test, you are 92% likely to have SIRS. I failed the test with both my eyes. This is a great effective way to figure out if you should start looking into a SIRS specialist such as Dr. Pegg. Next week, I'll be discussing my experiences with ozone therapy and tips when doing ozone therapy. Tomorrow, I'm scheduled for sinus ozone, and I've already done sauna twice and rectal once, so you will get all the good info and tips, I promise. If you have gained any knowledge, insight, or comfort from any of these episodes, please support this podcast by my book, my meditations, and or donate. All the links are in the show notes. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know, when it slides out of the body, it's a perfect color, solidly formed, and you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.